0: Good evening, fans of Friday Night Lights. This is Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast weekly pregame
1: show with your host, Clifton Groves. And a huge thank you to my good friend, Michael Anthony, on that intro. Shout out to you, Mike. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the cool intro. As he said, this is the Cliff Notes Podcast, and it is the weekly pregame show In this segment, we're going to be previewing Class 5, District 8. We got interviews with four out of the seven coaches in the district. So before we run through those, let's take a look at the Class 5 rankings this week. At the number one spot, it is Carthage. And then at number two, we got Web City. Web City moving from Class 4 to Class 5 was one of actually the biggest storylines of the entire season. So Web City doing very, very well in their debut in Class 5. At number three, it's Jackson. At the 4th spot, it's Battle. Number 5 is Platte County. We'll have more on them here in just a few minutes. Number 6 is Fort Zumwalt North. Number 7 is Grain Valley. Number 8, Belton. And number 9, it's Park Hill South. They're actually making their very first appearance of the season in the Class 5 rankings. Panthers are 7-2 on the season, so they are actually... On a pretty good winning streak. They have won six in a row since starting one and two on the season. We'll get into more of them here in just a little bit. And then rounding out the Class 5 rankings at number 10 is Shamanod. Farmington dropped out. They were number 9 this week. They're also receiving votes along with Raytown and Washington. Let's move on to the District, Class 5, District 8 seeds now. This is a seven-team district. At the number one spot, it is the Platte County Pirates with an 8-1 record. Their only loss of the regular season was to North Kansas City. Otherwise than that, they've been perfect all year long. They also have a head-to-head victory over Park Hill South in week one of the season. At number two, it, it it is those Park Hill South Panthers. They're at the number two spot. Other than losses to Platte County and Grand Valley, they've been perfect throughout the year. Wins over Staley, North Kansas City, Oak Park, and St. Joe Central. They beat four out of the five dist- four out of the five district opponents they have played this season. So that's really good for the Panthers there. And then at the three spot, it is the Staley Falcons, multiple time state champions and multiple time district champions here in Class 5, District 8. They're having a little bit of a down year, but I'm telling you what, don't don't sleep on Staley. They actually leapfrogged North Kansas City, who's at the fourth spot. For this number three seed, due to their head-to-head victory over them in Week Five, at the number four spot it is North Kent City. We did talk about their victory over Platte County; it was a comeback victory there, so that put them at the number four spot. At number five, it is Oak Park with a three-and-six record. Fort Osage is also a three-and-six with a three and, and with a number six seed with a three-and-six record. Oak Park does own a victory over them this season. And at rounding out the number seven spot, it is Saint Joe Central right here at Saint Joseph with a one and seven record on the year. Now let's go ahead. Let's run some profiles here of these teams here. The first one that we're going to do is the number one seed in the district. That's the Platte County Pirates. They have a bye, with this being a seven team district. They're the champions of the Suburban Blue with a six and zero league record. They're eight and one of the season. One and one against district teams. They played North Kansas City and Park Hill South. They did beat Park Hill South, but we mentioned, you know, they do have a loss to North Kansas City. That was a comeback victory there for the Hornets. They are also moving up from class four to class five this season, like we mentioned with Webb City. So they are the defending class four runner ups last season, losing to the eventual state champion, Webb City. We also had an opportunity this week to catch up with their head coach, Bill Ootes. Bill Oots is no stranger to the Northwest Missouri area. He does have a district championship with Meeb Cannon. He took the Dragons to their very first ever playoff appearance that season. Now, here's our conversation with Head Coach Bill Oots, and that is right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing our previews of Class Five District Eight. We got Platte County Pirate Head Coach Bill Oots with us. How you doing, Coach?
0: Good, very good. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, absolutely, Coach. Um, uh, one thing that we'd like to do before we uh, really get into the, your team, really for first-time guests, is really get to know the coach, who Coach Oots is, um, where your stops have been, and how you got to Platt County.
0: Well, um, you know, I haven't been to too many stops, which I think is, is probably a good thing. But uh, I played uh, – I was blessed enough to play over at Benedictine College in Atchison, and uh, uh, while I was finishing up my degree and it was already done with – with uh, my playing time, uh, I was able to coach at Mar Hill Prep for a year, and then um, my actual first head coaching job was at uh C2 up by up by Cameron, a little eight-man action. Um, stayed there for two years, ended up going to Mid-Buchanan from there for six, and then from um, Mid-Buchanan, I, I became uh, an assistant at, at Platte County for three years, and then uh, was uh, promoted to the head coaching job as, in 2008 and have been there since then.
1: Well, Coach, um, let's talk about Platte County real quick. Obviously, you know, everybody knows Platte County from those um, great teams in 2000 through 2003. Um, talk about really the job that you have done, really rebuilding, um, real, 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 really reestablishing this program, really the past several years with your um, state championship appearance last year
0: yeah you know and 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 really taking over a program uh that coach Sherman had spent so much time and and uh was able to build of course through the the you know the m e c and and kind of in that area as the school has just continued to grow um you know he did a tremendous job with with some really tremendous teams uh when I took over as head coach, we were actually in the middle of moving to uh the suburban conference which is where we are now so we we jumped up to class four that year we went to the new conference that year and then I had a new head coach that year. So definitely a lot of changes took place. And um, I'll say it wasn't necessarily an easy, an easy thing. Um, It took a lot of uh, a lot of changes just kind of because of the, the teams we were playing and um, you know, just the, just, just everything in general, it just kind of needed to be a little bit different and um, you know, as, as, what coach Sherman did was, was definitely his way. He felt very comfortable with it. And I tried to follow his footsteps because he was so so successful um, and kind of instill some of those things. And then I also tried to put some of my own stuff and, uh, and really our culture that we have is, has been something that I think has continued to grow and to, to kind of change with the times. And uh, I, I, I can't say that, Uh, I'm not going to sit here and take all, all the credit for that. I've been blessed to have uh, coach Mitchell, Eric Mitchell with me as the defensive coordinator from the time I took over and coach Humberg as the offensive coordinator from the time I took over. And, and together um, we've been able to kind of take a bunch of ideas and, and kind of bounce some things off of each other. And, and um, you know, it's kind of formed to what it is now. So, Uh, The big thing I think that that goes unnoticed is uh, for anybody that's starting out in this in this profession is that, uh, you know, there's never a time to rest. Uh, There's never a finish line to where you get and you think that you're in good shape and and you can kind of can you kind of rest. It's it's one of those things that you have to continue to build on and, uh, you know, to change depending on on what's out there. So. I think if anything, we've done really well is is doing just that. And, um, you know, like I said, my staff is, is tremendous. And, um, you know, the kids have been able to buy into what we're what we're telling them.
1: Well, Coach, um, let's talk about your kids um, now. Um, You've got some really talented kids on that football team, a lot of returners from last year's um, state runner-up team. Um, for those who haven't really got the opportunity really to see you guys play, um, can you run down, like, some of those kids that they would hear about on Friday night?
0: oh absolutely um, we'll start on the offensive side It starts with our quarterback chris Runke. chris is a returning uh a returning player for us um extremely smart kid very talented kid uh he's you know he's sitting on some i think he has fifteen offers uh the whole entire MW, M, MIAA have offered him um he is a a very talented quarterback we've been blessed with some really talented quarterbacks in the last couple of years and uh he ranks very high, right up there with with all of them. Um, and with him on the offensive side, we have uh, a couple returning receivers that are also extremely talented. Uh, Kobe Rollins is kind of a uh, uh, an athletic deep threat type kid for us, and then Dayton Mitchell, who is a a three time starter and and uh, all state kid from last year's team, that is just a tremendous route runner. Probably has the best hands that we've seen out of our receivers Um, and again we've been blessed with some very good receivers in the past you know past handful of years Um, we have Caden Davis who's a running back that uh, also was off last year's team and um, and then uh, and he's had another tremendous year he's kind of a workhorse in there for us and then uh, we had one returning lineman Trey Butcher who's actually seen time at center guard and tackle this year due to some injuries um, and he's been a nice he's been a nice addition for us. Or not addition, he's been a nice uh anchor for us there, uh, to be able to move him around and do some different things. Um defensively and we, of course they've you know, there's other guys on there too that have done a nice job, but uh defensively, some of the returners, uh starts up front, Keaton Smith and Alex Stearns are both uh having a tremendous year at defensive line. Uh we have Forrest Boynton at a defensive end who's a returner. Um, and then, uh, linebacker wise, uh, Trevor Scott is, uh, actually the junior has been a three-year starter, starter for us or at least two and a half years and, uh, just a tremendous linebacker for us. And then, um, a couple guys in the secondary, Colin Tyson is, uh, is a safety who has, uh, he signed an early letter to go to Eastern Illinois. And um, and then we have Kate Fowler, who is also a very similar body type, kind of a long and lanky kid as Colin, and and those two guys kind of shore up the backside. So, um, I you know good teams, which which we we've, we've been blessed to have a nice year, uh, starts with good coaching with from my assistants, but we also have to have good athletes, and and we do have uh, we do have a nice group at this point in time
1: absolutely coach it takes it takes everything great coaching, great kids you know everything to put everything together um coach, um, let's talk about your schedule. um you guys have been blessed with a very good year, eight and one on the year um you guys won the suburban blue this year um you guys only had one loss on the year and you guys have came back and won five straight. Just walk us through your regular season.
0: well, we started off uh started off well we started off with park Hill South, which uh turned out to be um a, a very good park Hill South team. Uh, we were able to to get that victory um, when uh, uh, really the the front half of our schedule was is uh loaded and um you know looking into it, we knew that if we got an early start, we might be able to get some things rolling um with the covid stuff and all that it was you know obviously a little bit in jeopardy so um, but at the same time coming off of uh, a lot of starters back off of a of a, off of a decent team, we felt pretty confident so We were able to get Park Hill South, uh, follow that up with uh, a win at Kearney, which is always a tough game. Um, uh, Grandview. And then we, we kind of stubbed our toe on North Kansas City and North Kansas City put some things together in the second half of that game was able to, to, uh, to, to put together a nice game and, and were able to beat us. And then, um, and we picked up from there and, and uh Smithville was was in that mix and uh gosh, it's all kind of running together, but um we we were able to get some you know our conference wins and and uh then basically close up against Lansing Kansas this this week which was one we hadn't seen for whatever uh 1911 I think was the last time we played them as a program. So uh that was kind of a fun deal and and uh the schedule worked out nice for us. We were able to stay healthy um being able to you know to to avoid all the quarantine stuff and and uh worked out
1: i think one of the biggest stories this year was definitely your guys move up to class five um we, there was a lot of movement with uh teams opting out and teams uh with covid and all that stuff um you guys now are in class five district eight um can you give a little bit of your thoughts on just the district as a whole
0: yeah well the district i mean it's loaded it's It's, you know, uh, and mainly I think it's all suburban teams, um, you know, and guys that, you know, and teams that are historically good. uh, They're teams that are, are, uh, have some talented athletes. You know, I mentioned a few of my kids that, you know, are sitting on some offers. Uh, You know, there's, there's kids on these teams that are that have a lot bigger offers than that, you know, division one offers all over the place. And, and uh, there's, there's never a game that is, that is uh, not it. Does that you know that that doesn't have talent running around on the field? Um, you know, it's, it's a situation where, where you know, being a larger size school and being able to do some things in your district, um, you know, once you get up to to the, the fives and sixes and so forth, that's all kind of blown out the window because there's so much equality across the board. Um, our district, you know, it has seven teams. We're you know lucky enough to to get the one seed and get a bye and uh but but the rest of the district literally um you know you you can predict how it's going to play out but but there's really no guarantees on how any of it's going to play out i i can see teams beating each other uh in every matchup this week so um you know it's it's competitive all the way you know from top to bottom and and, and really, I think this area, this northwest Missouri area, when you look at the, you know, the the schools in this area, they're all competitive. And um, you know, it's it's a fun place for football. When I go across the, you know, go to the state conventions and 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 all that and, and represent our districts at the state levels, um, it's it's a it's an area that gets a lot of respect. And so, uh, you know, gosh, this this district is as tough as anybody's.
1: Well, Coach, the last question I'm going to ask you is um, you guys have earned the number one seed in this district. I mean, your play has been great. You guys have earned that number one seed. Um, So you guys are going to have a bye this week. What's going to be the biggest thing for you and the team to really focus on this week in order to prepare for next week?
0: Well, we're still, you know, and and as I told the kids today, you know, I mean, you can look at this two ways. And and, uh, there's a lot of people that say, oh, I don't want the bye because, you know, you get your timing off and all that stuff. Um I look at it differently. I look at the bye as a situation where um you know everybody else in this district because it's a seventeen district has to win three games to win the district uh we we have to win two, and in this time of year and uh, the uh you know the game itself, I think that's uh i think that's a nice advantage if we handle it right, getting to that point so you know we're going to continue to. We're gonna to continue to work, we're gonna to continue to, to prep. Um we're gonna to try to try to get some people healthy and um you know, we're 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 approaching it as if it's a game week without a game. And so um and trying to keep it as normal as we can, but at the same time uh, you know, celebrating a little bit of where we are, but knowing that uh we have a lot of work ahead of us.
1: Well, Coach, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, it's a first-time guest, really. Um, you've been doing a tremendous job at Platt County. I um, really knew you from your um, time at Mid-Buchanan when you took the O three 3 team to the playoffs for the first time. So you're no stranger to this area. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, good luck to you and your boys um, in district play.
0: I appreciate you having it and taking the time to do it. It's things like this um you know and and you that that put the time and the extra time together for high school football and high school kids in our area and uh you know that that doesn't go uh unseen you know it's it's great to be able to have this this for our kids and um you know it's it's awesome to, that you guys are are willing to do this
1: Definitely want to thank Platt County Head Coach Bill Oots for coming on the show. Definitely, it's very fun to be able to talk to him. The number two seed in that district is Park Hill South. Like I said earlier, they're 7-2 on the year. They actually had a really good regular season. They won the Suburban Red 5-0 in the league. Like I also mentioned earlier, 4-1 against district opponents. Got wins over Staley and North Kansas City, Oak Park, and St. Joe Central. So, that was a fun there. Definitely, Alan, Alan Wilmus is definitely doing a great job there at Park Hill South. Now we got the three seed it's the Staley Falcons you know they're they're a class five power a little bit down this year but I'll tell you what though I mean they've got they're they're young in some spots so that's that they're definitely going to be um they're a dangerous football team here when you're talking about this district here really they've won four out of their last five games but they've played some tough competition here so um Phil Light and um Staley doing a great job there so Staley, they're going to be taking on Fort State, Stage. Who um, we'll talk to their coach here in just a few minutes. Here, the number four seed in that bracket is North Kansas City, and they're head coached by former Missouri Western football player Leon Douglas. Their team was five and zero, oh, five and four overall, and then three and two in the league. 3-3 three three against district opponents, like I mentioned earlier. They had that comeback win against Platt County. I think they scored like two or three special teams touchdowns in order to win the game. They did most of their touchdowns almost all in the second half there. So um, we had an opportunity to talk to their head coach, Leon Douglas. So here's our interview with Coach Douglas, and that comes up right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast where I'm talking to Class 5, District 8. We got North Kent City Head Football Coach Leon Douglas with us. How you doing, Coach?
2: Doing good, sir. Very blessed.
1: Uh, Coach, um, I, I'll, usually what we do is we like to ask a little bit of your story, how you got started, um, how you got into coaching, and um, how, what brought you to North Kansas City. But um, your name might be really familiar to um, people in the St. Joseph in the Northwest Missouri area with your time at Missouri Western. So just um, run us through all that.
2: Well, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I played high school ball. Uh, Lincoln Prep High School. I uh, was fortunate to get recruited by uh Coach Partridge and his staff there at Missouri Western uh when he was there. I uh, played in Missouri Western was there from two thousand two uh to two thousand seven was part of that uh twenty sixteen and made the playoffs and uh won a bunch of games there. Uh from my time at uh Missouri Western I I uh, graduated and I earned and, and got an internship, excuse me a graduate assistantship. At South Dakota State University, I followed uh, the long-term, long-time uh, defense coordinator Jay Bubach up there. Uh, to worked with him and learned the game from uh, Coach John Stiegelmeier and, and whatnot at South Dakota State. And then once I got done, I knew I wanted to to be a uh, head coach uh, at the high school level back in Kansas City. So I had Coach Bubach reach out to a bunch of coaches in the area, and a few of them, you know, got back with them in North Kansas City. Uh, Chad Valadez at the time, who's now the AD at Oak Park, he he responded and interviewed with him, and uh, the rest is history, and I've been here ever since. I was a a position coach and a coordinator for a year or two, and then from there, uh, Coach Valadez had an opportunity to move on, and I interviewed for the job here in North Kansas City, and I've been here. This will be my 10th year as head coach and my 12th year overall working in the district, so a blessed opportunity for myself.
1: Absolutely, Coach. Uh, you guys have had a great couple of years at North Kansas City. Really, really great couple of years. Always, uh, you guys were undefeated uh, the last two seasons um, heading into the, um, not this past season, but the season, two seasons mm-hmm. before that, definitely heading into the final game. So you guys have mm-hmm. actually tasted a lot of success here recently. Just um, just tell us about all that.
2: You know, it's been, you know, you, you talk about being at a place and, and changing the culture and whatnot. You know, I think more than anything, I think, I think we really – put the time in and really establish a culture you know based on hard work and the commitments that you make in the meeting room the classroom uh the weight room and uh doing the intangibles in the community in regards to staying out of trouble and and living with high character um in these last few years it's, it's easy to say you know it's been great because we you know finished nine and two and had you know first round buys in the playoffs but you know, within you know, even just looking at this season, you know, we feel pretty confident what we've been able to accomplish. I mean, we're five and four, to uh, take out the Liberty game uh, last week. Uh, those previous three losses, they all amount to 11 points. We lost uh, two games by four points and one game by three points, and and every one of those losses, except for the Fort Lauderdale game, we were actually up by multiple scores at uh, various points in the game. Uh, so it's one, of, and in the second half. So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what, you, you got to look at it from a very, uh, you know, uh, positive lens and see the strides you've made. Uh, we're very young in some spots. You know, week one, uh, Jeremy Brown, our stud tailback, he has uh, a 250-some yards, and he ends up tearing his knee up and he got for the rest of the year. And we've been able to really kind of, you know, still get a, a, a vast amount of production from that position and our offense, been you know, able to do some great things. Uh, week in and week out, and so uh, we're definitely learning uh, in some different spots, but I would honestly say that we've probably done, one of our best coaches jobs as an entire staff, what we've been able to overcome week, week to week in regards to our schedule.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you talked about Jeremy Brown there. I want to talk about some more of your kids. Um There's going to be, you know, with St. Louis Central being in this district, you know, and uh, this podcast being Northwest Missouri, there might be some eyes from outside the Kansas City area on this district. So, um, Mm -hmm. talk about um, some of your players that um, really stand out to you that they would hear about on a Friday night if they were to watch you guys.
2: Well, you know, um, we're very fortunate that we we have some talented football players, uh, you know, across the board, not just... uh, heavily laden within our senior class, but I think just starting with our seniors there, I mean, you talk about a guy who's, you know, been starting since day one, Uh, Danny Joyner Jr. Plays a little bit of everything for us at times. Uh, He's on the field probably, I would say, 90% of the time, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, He's more of a uh, tight end H-back, but he's also really grown into a guy who can carry the ball, Uh, definitely a very effective, defensive player whether it's uh uh coming off the edge and, and rushing or it's playing linebacker. Uh then we have an outstanding uh offensive center, uh Gwen who seems like he's been here uh forever as well, uh, who really solidifies and anchors the offensive line, who's played a number of spots throughout his tenure here. Uh we have a guy by the name of Oliver Norris. You know, Oliver Norris is a a, a quality student, as well as those other kids are quality students as well. So Oliver Norris is like a, a top 3% guy in the country. Like he's a 30-plus, I think he's like a 32 ACT. I believe Danny's ACT is up to 28. So, you know, these are guys that that are not only doing it on the football field, but they're also pretty effective uh, practitioners in the classroom as far well as taking care of business. Um, and then you, you have a, a guy that's really, you know, come on strong this year and, and had a, a, an amazing – uh, uh, run there where he's just, you know, reeling off interceptions week after week to where he had about six interceptions and uh, created, you know, a turnover in like six straight games. And so next, Malik Johnson, who's also a pretty good basketball player for us. Um, he's very dynamic, tall, long, defensive back who could do a plethora of things on the football field. And then we have some underclassmen, a guy by the name of Dominic Orange, who's a, a pretty big time talent uh, in regards to. Uh, the type of attention he's receiving. Uh, he, he's, he's a big man that it's very difficult to miss. Uh, I mean, he's probably one of the most physically impressive and intimidating players uh, at this level that I've seen in a very long time. Very athletic, uh, very rangy. He's also a pretty solid student as well. Uh, I have another defensive lineman who actually had a pretty good game uh, versus St. Joe Central when we played. St. Joe Central, a guy by the name of Edric Hill that's doing some quality things as well. Uh, I think we're we're a very talented football team. Um, I think, you know, throughout the season, we just had to learn and grow up and mature in certain situations that uh, you didn't necessarily have to or weren't necessarily put in that position in previous years. Uh, our new conference uh, is a little bit more different than what we're uh, used to. You know, it's a conference where, you know, it's not many teams who really have the demographic and the setup that we have as a building and as a community. So uh, we're learning. We're we're, we're a scrappy bunch and we're doing the best we can for sure.
1: Absolutely. Coach, Um, let's go through a little bit of your regular season. Um, You guys were, um, as you mentioned, you guys were five and four on the year. Um, One of the standout wins really on that, well, on that season was your guys' cutback against Platte County, um, who by the way is the number one seed in the district for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. But, Definitely, just um, give a give a brief, just give a little bit um, a little little your thoughts a little bit on the your regular season.
2: Well, like I said, you know I I feel, you know, pretty confident in the product that we put out there. You know, in some of those instances, things didn't go our way. I thought the four zero sage game really helped us get to the Platte County game. And I say that because, again, the Fort Osage game, again, we were out, we were without Jeremy. Um, and we actually found out that he was only out for the year, uh, like a few hours before the game, which was, you know, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't want to find that out before. I'd rather find out later. Um, but we go in the Fort game and, We hold, sir. we do some things, but we struggle. Um, That Tuesday of that week, our quarterback uh, took a shot in the San Central game, and he had some symptoms uh, related to that that hit he took, so he's out. And so we're down a quarterback, we're already down a running back, and we didn't take that adversity the way we should have. We didn't take responsibility uh, and ownership of it. I think in some instances we kind of pointed fingers, uh, at each other, and that led to that. And so we lost that game. That was a game that we felt good about winning. And it's no disrespect to Fort Saeds, because, you know, Fort Saeds has been one of the more dominant football teams in the Kansas City area, you know, go back the last 12 years. uh two years ago, they did championship game. So we lose that game. And then we have a heart-to-heart. We, we focus on some things. And, you know, if you look at the Platte County game, you really see how the kids took ownership of winning and losing. You know, you talk about the type of plays that were made. We had, I believe, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, We had a blocked field goal for a touchdown. I believe we had two interceptions for a touchdown as well as two offensive TDs as well. So you look at it, we had a variety of ways to score points, and that is really a reflection of, a different mindset that shifted that we did not have the week before. Now, do I think we have that same approach if we don't go through what we went through at Florida State? Not necessarily. You know, I think Clark County is is a great program. Actually, I think they're one of the best programs in the Midwest that, you know, people often overlook because they, they play a smaller class of ball for the last X amount of years being 4A, whereas, you know, people tend to focus on 5 and 6, but they've had just as many wins, just as many, you know, state championships and quarterfinal appearances as anybody. So they're definitely uh, a team to be reckoned with, and, you know, it'll be an honor to, you know, get an opportunity to do it again. But we definitely have a formidable foe this week in Oak Park High School. So we have to do our best to make sure we can get that opportunity down the road.
1: Well, Coach, um, let's talk about your opponent this week. You guys have Oak Park on the schedule this week. Obviously, a familiar, um, a familiar opponent to you. Not only in the same school district, but they're in the same conference now too. But um, talk about them as far as the scouting report and uh, what can we expect from this football game on Friday.
2: You know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a battle. You know, we won two weeks ago, uh, twenty eight, twenty seven. You know. They went for two. They wanted to go for the win. Nothing but respect for that gesture and, and, and that confidence. Uh, you know, they want to beat us. We know, they know we want to beat them as well. Um, you know, our kids, majority of those kids on, on on both teams went to the same middle school. You know, most of them are, are Northgate kids. They played on a very successful middle school team. Uh, classmates, you know, same elementary school, same middle schools. a lot of that stuff it's really some of the underlying themes that a lot of times, you know, the public just doesn't have common knowledge of. And so, uh, very familiar for, uh, Coach Clemens and his staff and Coach Danyman. They're doing an awesome job as far as preparing them. Um, uh, Coach, Coach, I believe is, um, Coach Sharp, you know, and in, in Coach his absence, you know, did a great job calling that defense last game. They played hard, uh, jet set and flew around, uh, but the thing I'll say, I'm, I'm I'm eager to see our response and our uh, our approach to it. Uh, we shot ourselves in the foot in regards to some character things in that game. I think our emotions were a little bit too high. I think we were too emotional. I think it comes a point where you just have to be even kill and, and and respond in a manner of regards to doing your job because that's what it is. It's not more so who you're going against. So there's nothing but respect for the program for sure.
1: All righty, North Kansas City Head Coach Leon Douglas with us. Coach, um, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes of your time and um, coming on the podcast to talk about you and your kids and um, your football team and everything. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. And, again, we appreciate what you do with your podcast covering high school sports. And if we could ever be of assistance to you, uh, please let us know. Thank you.
1: And a huge thank you to head coach Leon Douglas from North Kansas City for joining us on that interview. Now, the fifth seed in that bracket are the Oak Park Northmen, three and six on the year, one and four in the league. That, that one win in the league that came against Central in week six of the regular season. So they've actually played some district teams really close. They had a 13-7 loss to Park Hill South in week five. And then at week eight, um they played North Kansas City, who's their district opponent. On Friday, that was a 28-27 loss to the Hornets. There, so um, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be a fun game there. So um, looking forward to that that game, North Kansas City at Oak Park. That's um, gonna be on Spectrum Sports in Kansas City. So moving it up. We got the six seed. We got Fort O'Sage. Um, their head coach is Brock Bolt. He's been the head coach there for a couple of years now. They're three and six overall, two and three, and the Suburban White. Um. They're, they got a win against the district opponent in North Kansas City, which um, he'll talk about here in this interview. It was a 19-14 win over the Hornets in Week 3. So um, Indians actually played Staley in Week 2 and lost that ball game. So those were the only district teams that they played there. So um, we had an opportunity this week to talk to Indian Head Coach Brock Bolt. Here's our interview with Coach right now. And we're back here on the Cliff Ghost Podcast. We're continuing our previews of Class 5, District 8. We got Fortaleza Indian head coach Brock Bolt with us. How you doing, Coach?
3: I'm doing good tonight. How about you?
1: I'm doing good, I'm um, Coach. Uh, we got Mr. Clay coming up. My one of my favorite times of the year, um, the winter go home aspect of it. This is this is all fun. So, um, uh, I I definitely agree with that. So, um, Coach, um, let's talk about your story. That's the first thing that we like to do is um, with new guests here on the podcast. Get to know the coach a little bit. Who Coach Bolt is. Um, maybe some of your stops along the way, and um, how you got to Fort Osage.
3: All right. Um, well, I started out my college experience actually two years up at Northwest Missouri State. Um, and then from there I transferred and finished up my football career at Baker University. After that, I um, started down at a little school, Holden, Missouri, for one year. Got lucky and got on with a friend there. and He actually got me into teaching and coaching. From there, I went to Grain Valley, and then I was fortunate enough that Coach Sharks hired me in 2005 out of Fort Osage, and he became the head coach there. And I kind of got to ride the coattails of Coach Sharks as we built that program up from what it was to what it is now. And Fortunate enough, I'm the one that got to take over when Coach Sharks decided to move on to administration. And So I've been at Fort Osage now since 2005.
1: Absolutely. I do remember some of those uh Fortos Stage teams, you know, with the uh, Dalton Crisis, the um uh, Steven McBee's the Stephen McBees, yep. the um the Skyler Thompson's, you know, all those guys, you know, those those were great Fort O Stage football teams. Um Coach, um, let's talk about uh, the two thousand twenty Fort O'Sage team. Um, if they haven't really got an opportunity really to see you on the field live, um, who would be some of the kids that they would hear about watching a Fort O Stage Indian game?
3: Well, we got some exciting youngsters to watch, um, especially on offense. Our uh, offense is led by a sophomore quarterback, Greg Minnie, who has an exceptional arm talent, Um, learning how to play the position, getting better every week. You can see it. He's just taken ownership of the offense and has become the leader, and the team follows him, his toughness, and just his work ethic. We have a pretty dynamic wide receiver, Lorenzo Fenner. Um, He's another sophomore out there that – He's our big play guy. We try to get the ball in his hands as much as possible, and I normally close my eyes until they blow the whistle, but it's usually good when it ends up, but it's not always pretty in the middle, um, but those are probably our big threats on offense and guys that stand out. Defensively, uh, David Hawkes, is a junior linebacker. He's uh, you, If you watch our for a short period of time, you're going to see him be flying around making lots of plays, and Then we have a senior leader at the back end of it, Blake Williams, playing safety that he's kind of the quarterback of the defense, and he's been back there a couple years now, and he kind of gets everyone lined up and going in the right direction.
1: Well, Coach, let's talk about your guys' regular season. Um, Obviously, it probably wasn't the ideal record that you guys were looking for at three and six, but you guys have actually picked up some good wins on the year, including a victory over North Kansas City in the regular season. Just give us a run-through of your guys' regular season.
3: Um well, we uh I'm trying not to make excuses, but I guess this is um playing 12 sophomores between offense and defense, you're going to have some ups and downs not just throughout the season, but in the game and watching our kids grow, the sophomores and learn how to overcome those during a game. Especially during that North Kansas City game. It didn't start out good. They drove the ball right down the field on us and our defense after that said that's enough and then our offense was able to put enough points together and we that was a big win for us. Um, battled staley the week before. So we play a very, I'd like to think we play a pretty tough schedule with the conference we're in with Crane Valley, Belton, and Raytown, who are three of the better teams in the area this year. Um, but our young kids have battled. We, they haven't laid down one time and they fight and scrap, and every week we're learning new things about them and they're becoming better football players. And it's fun to watch them grow right there on the field every series in front of our eyes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely coach. And um, you guys have won actually two in a row and uh, that's actually gonna you a really good winning streak Go ahead and get the district play here, um in class five district eight. Just um give your um just give your rundown of this district as a whole, just your thoughts.
3: Well, it's a tough district. I wasn't actually planning on being in this district until they came out. Um normally we're in that district seven and we're used to playing the winter, whether it's Staley or whoever in week thirteen, so Playing Staley week 10 something new for us, but um, no, this, this district is very tough with Platte County and Park Hill South, North Kansas City, Staley, just those four teams alone are very tough, and then Oak Park's getting better, and they with Coach Clemens there, they're always a tough team to play. They're going to be well coached and disciplined. I really don't know that much about St. Joe Central. We haven't played them in a couple of years, actually. I don't even know the last time we played St. Joe Central, now that I think about it, but I know in years past there's been some really good football games between Fort Osage and St. Joe. So from top to bottom, um, pretty tough district, and I don't think anyone's going to be able to take a week off, that's for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, let's talk about this game against Staley this week. Obviously, you know, um, you're battling a Staley team, who probably they're probably terms, you know, they've had a down year. Obviously, you know, Staley right up there with Fort Osage has been one of the most successful programs in the Kansas City area. Um Talk about the uh, what you've seen as far as, like, film and the scouting report as far as Staley and what can we expect from this football game on Friday.
3: Well, anytime Staley and Fort Osage get together, you know it's going to be a tough, hard-nosed game and there's going to be a lot of kids flying around and big hits all over the place. Um, it's kind of become a pretty good little rivalry ever since they came about and Fort Osage got rolling about the same time. It seems like normally we see each other weeks 12 or 13 – to go on in the playoffs so like I said seeing them week 10 is a little odd for both of us but um, I think we're both going through some growing pains Um, they have some exceptional players it's just going to be one of the we know each other our kids know each other so well from all the battles we've had we could probably play each other without breaking any game film down at this point but so it should just whichever team executes better on Saturday and holds on to the ball
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Coach, um, Coach Bolt, I want to thank you so much for um, getting back with me. I know that we really don't get an opportunity to cover the Kansas City schools very much here on the Cliff Notes podcast. Um, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on this um, podcast and, you know, definitely letting me do a district preview on you guys. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday.
3: Well, thank you. And thank you for reaching out. And thank you for your coverage. Well, I, am. I know it's a, I'm a pretty big fan of it. And I know there's a lot of people that are big fans of the Friday Night Lights. I don't think it gets any better when it comes to football than Friday Night Lights.
1: Oh, absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head, Coach. Uh, Again, thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. You have a great night. Thanks for all you do.
1: And a huge thank you to Fort Osage Indian Head Coach Brock Bolt for joining the show. For the first time, um, Indians play Staley on Friday night. Now the last team that we have to cover is gonna be our Central Indians here at St. Joseph, right here in the St. Joseph area. They're head coached, of course, by Reggie Trotter. We've had him on the show every single week. Um, they've had a one in seven record on the year. Um, it's just been, you know, unfortunately for them, you know, it's just not transitioned on the scoreboard. You know, they've been really they've shown some bright spots this season. So um definitely they do have some good young talent there. So um they're looking forward for the opportunity really to um, compete in this district here. And um, we talked to Head Coach Reggie Trotter. We talked to him about last week's game against Park Hill South. And we talked about the district and the rematch coming up with Park Hill South. Here's our interview with Reggie Trotter. And that is right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are talking Class 5, District 8 action. We got Central Indian Head Coach Reggie Trotter always back with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great,
4: Clifton. Thanks for having me, man.
1: Oh, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming on every single week, um, Coach. Um, tough one on the road at Park Hill South. Just um, walk us through the game.
4: You know, the biggest thing for us is we didn't we didn't execute very well defensively. And when you uh, when you're facing a good football team and and you make mistakes and uh, have a couple things not go your way early on. Um, it, it tends to snowball on you. And that's kind of what happened. You know, offensively, we had a couple good things happen and we, uh, you know, have a bad snap or uh, we take a sack or we, we just don't complete a pass. You know, we don't get it caught or don't find the right hole to run through. And uh, we just did not play our best uh, last Friday night. And, and it showed.
1: Well, Coach, uh, I want to ask you, uh, I know the record hasn't been, you know, what you've expected this season, but, you know, you guys have a lot of young talent on this football team. Um, talk about really their development, you know, throughout the season despite a tough overall record.
4: You know, the thing for us is that we are, we are a very young team. We've got quite a few seniors that for sure are, are um, you know, going to be missed when they leave. Um, but we've got quite a few young guys that we're playing and the best thing about those sophomores is that they turned into juniors and with the experience that they're gaining right now uh, those things will help us in the future for sure and we there has been small there's been small details that we've gotten much better at um, you know and, and those things haven't translated to points on the board or or wins yet um, but they're coming you know and and I'm Uh, And and I I said it last year and I said it the year before, you cannot have high expectations if you have no patience. And uh, I've got a lot of patience. Uh, It is growing a little thin. It is growing a little thin. So I imagine people are growing a little thin uh, with being patient for me. But, uh, you know, but I I still believe in what we can do and what we're going to be able to accomplish very, very soon.
1: Well, Coach, let's talk about this uh, district over our Class 5, District 8. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on the district as a whole?
4: Well, it's strong. It really is strong. I, I think, um, you know, other than uh, ourself, obviously, and, and uh, Fort Osage who's having a little bit of a down year, uh, the top half, you know, the top five in, in this conference, or excuse me, in our district are, are really, really strong teams um, that have kind of beaten up on each other in ways and, Um, you know, and and those are things that, you know, that's what you want in a district, you know, I mean, you don't want to go through an easy district to try and to prove yourself with the rest of the state. You want to make sure that you uh, are playing the very best at this time of the year. And in order to play the best, you have to play the best. So you want to make sure that you're one of those teams that continue to move forward. And that's our goal this week.
1: Okay. And then let's talk about, let's talk about this game. Obviously we talked about uh week Nine's matchup with Park Hill South. You guys have an opportunity for um, redemption and uh, the playoffs, you know, obviously, you know, now it's win or go home now, but um, how do you, re- how do you feel really um, facing a team like a team, uh, especially like two weeks in a row?
4: You know, it's, it's an interesting deal. You know, it's uh, something that, You know, a lot of times baseball and softball teams get to do because they, uh, you know, they have a doubleheader. You know, I mean, obviously my my daughters play and and my wife is the head softball coach out at Western. And and to get a chance to turn around and play the same opponent uh, back-to-back is a benefit at times, you know. And even if you don't win the first game, you have an opportunity to see the things that you did wrong and make those corrections right away and see if you're a good enough coach to be able to take advantage of some of the things that you didn't take advantage of the first time.
1: Uh, definitely. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast again. You make it every single week. I really truly do appreciate you coming on every single week and talking about your kids and talking about your program. And um, good luck to you and the boys on Friday. I
4: appreciate it, Clifton. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again next week. Hopefully we'll be talking about a new opponent.
1: And a huge thank you to uh, Central Head Coach Reggie Trotter for joining the show every single week. That is our preview of Class 5 District 8. Let's break down the matchups one more time. Platt County does get the first round by as the number 1 seed. They'll face the winner of the 4 versus 5 game. That's North Kansas City and Oak Park. Park Hill South is the 2 seed. They're taking on 7th seed, St. Joseph Central. And then Staley is the 3 seed. They're taking on the 6th seed, Fort Osage. So that's a recap of of the Class 5 District 8 bracket there. So um, that's Class 5 District 8. Stay tuned. We'll have our preview of Class 4 District 8 right after that.